Hello and welcome to Digital Know-How. This podcast series is brought to you by Digital Works Group. Our team of experts are here to share straight talking, no-nonsense, practical information and tips for successful digital transformation. Cultural resistance is one of the main reasons why digital transformations fail. Leadership is such an important part. It has to be modelled from the top and cascaded down through the organisation. Digital Works Group has recorded a series of interactive educational webinars. We've taken the audio from those webinars to create this podcast. Here's episode two with Damon Harding, talking about how to make your digital transformation quicker and smoother. Just a little bit about me. I've worked for Digital Works Group for two years. I look after the charities and not-for-profit sector for Digital Works Group. Prior to that, I had various senior operational roles, mainly in TalkTalk and Carphone Warehouse Group. Um, And I'm also a non-exec for a couple of charities. So, quick overview of what we're going to be discussing today. Could talk about a framework. Why do we need one within digital transformation? While I'm going through this slide, uh, Claire, do you want to quickly introduce Poll 1? Sure, Damon. Here we go. I'm just going to launch it now. So our first question, what would you say is your top reason for joining today's webinar? If you'd like to go ahead and vote, that would be great. I'll just go through what the options are while you're voting. Get a better understanding of what digital transformation really means. Hear about other people's experiences via case studies and Q&A. Get your questions answered or just get some tips for approaching digital in my business. Just give it a few more seconds and then I'll post the results and everyone can see. Yeah, so it looks like get a better understanding of what digital transformation really means and hear about other people's experiences are the two main things. So I'll try and bear that in mind as we go through the uh, presentation. So yes, so a framework, why do you need one? Um, Becoming a digital expert, we'll talk a little bit about that. The order in which digital transformation should happen, we'll we'll touch on that. The critical success factors in digital transformation, it's important to know what they are and bear bear them in mind. Tips on how to manage and drive change quickly. And I'll try and give examples of how others have tackled digital transformation as we talk through the slides and methodology. And then a chance for your questions. So... Digital transformation is complex, and that is why you need a plan. Digital Works Group has an established framework, and we use this framework both as a means to help us plan, but also as a mirror to check whether organisations are ready to embark on digital transformation. I'll go through these factors in detail. You can see they're in a pyramid shape. And they're a combination of strategic and executional criteria, which when you measure each of these, they show you whether you're ready or not to embark upon digital transformation. And if any one of these elements is is not in place, it means that your digital transformation is is not likely to be as successful or to to run as, as quickly or to run on time and on budget. So as I say, I'll go through these in a little bit more detail. 
The benefits of getting digital transformation right, I mean, many of them are obvious, but if you get these factors right, you can have much greater confidence that the investment will deliver results. Generally, you will have an improved customer experience. Generally, people within your organization will be happier with the transformation and more engaged with it. And that's good for talent attraction and retention rates. Doing this process correctly means you innovate processes within your business and even your business model itself. Gives you greater effectiveness and efficiency and enables you to demonstrate strategic flexibility. And what this results in is measurable movement on key value drivers for the organization. These aren't just traditional value drivers for businesses. These also include things like um, brand and values, how you're perceived, and um, engagement in your cause as an organization, why you exist. It obviously will give you competitive advantage, or if not competitive advantage, protection it protects your organization from disruption from other digital operators and should also give you higher profit and revenue growth and or cost reduction. So it is important to get digital transformation right. So just before I launch into what causes digital transformation to fail, Claire, can you launch the second poll? Sure. Our next poll, does your organization have clear digital leadership? Yes, we have clear leadership on digital. Everyone understands the role of digital in our business and its importance, or it could be somewhat, our leaders are still getting to grips with digital, or no, our leaders still need help. Please go ahead and vote. Yeah, it's quite interesting. While people are, are voting, I'll just, I'll quickly go through these first two items because there's, there's a number of slides on this, but what I would say, and this is interesting um, with the results of the poll, that the vast majority of people, as far as I can see it, their leaders are still getting to grips with digital or their leaders need help. Very few people have actually voted that, yes, we have clear leadership on digital. And I can't emphasize enough the importance of good leadership on digital. So lack of sponsorship and clear leadership is one of the main reasons that, in our experience, digital transformations fail. And I think um, linked to good leadership, I think vision, a lack of consensus on what digital transformation needs for your business is also a reason. So for instance, you know, well, digital transformation is just about IT, but it's not about transforming the business. Maybe a, a classic lack of vision within transformation that will cause the organization to fail. Going on to the next point, so a lack of clarity or understanding about what to change and how to go about it. I think it's really important to understand, are we clear uh, what is in and out of scope um, and why? What, what is it that we're changing? Is it the entire organization or is it just a part of the organization? And, and why, why do we think that's right? If we don't get that clarity right, Sometimes transformations can be unnecessarily big and sometimes they can't, they're not big and drastic enough. And I think also then the next point, lack of focus, what would we change first and what benefit will it bring to the organization? Generally, we will find transformations failing because people have tried to take on too much and they haven't prioritized what are the really important things 
So if you don't take some hard and, and difficult prioritization decisions about what you're going to focus on and what you're going to deliver first, that's a recipe for failure. The third point here is under investment. Do we know the true cost? And we've, got, we've got to vote about this later when I, when I talk about this as a critical success value. Have we, have we got enough resources to bring about real change within the organization? Often transformations fail because they run out of money and a lot of money has been burnt in the process, but it hasn't delivered any material benefit for the organization. And then finally, cultural resistance. People, will, people don't like change, even if they get the reason why change is necessary. When it impacts them directly, they, they don't like change. And if you don't think about how you motivate your employees to engage with the change, the prevailing culture will win out. Cultural resistance is one of the main reasons why digital transformations fail. And I, I think one of the questions that we had before the seminar was, how do you support cultural change within the business? And I would say this goes back to the leadership section. The, the first one on this slide is, if you want cultural change within the organization, you have to model it from the top. Now, there are other nuances to that question. There are things about incentive schemes and things that can be discussed, which we may talk about later. But don't underestimate the importance of cultural resistance, because if you don't deal with it, your transformation will fail. The last two are, are we agile enough? Are we moving fast enough? Have we, have we identified the quick wins and the things that we can do quickly and get them right at the front of the queue? Are, do we have agile methodology for delivering what can be delivered in an agile way? If you're not agile in transformation, it will almost certainly fail. What's really important in transformation is getting those quick wins out there early on so it builds confidence in what you're doing at the early stages and make sure people are bought in to the really hard stuff that needs to be done long-term. And also, do we have the right talent? Often people try to embark on transformation without truly understanding what they're doing or what digital transformation uh, requires. If they don't have the right talent, then transformation will fail. So starting to think through then how you embark on trans, um, transformation, you start, this is very simplified version, we'll go into this in a bit more detail, but you start with your strategy and vision, what's it all about, what are we trying to do, then you think about how are we going to get there, and the final stage of it is who and often what do we need to be successful in um, transforming our business. It's not just about people, it's also about um, resources. Actually, I'll do the poll after I've talked about this bit because I think it's important that you understand what this slide is saying. And I think we'll ask you in a bit where you think your organisation is within this. But our model works on strategic change factors, so setting yourself up to succeed and then your ability to execute. And they're two parts of the, the, the matrix. So... I suppose on the y-axis, you've got strategic change factors. And on the x-axis, you've got execution change factors. So your ability to do things well. So this matrix that you're looking at now was a commission study by, uh, study, uh, sorry, commission study by Forrester in December 15. So it's still largely relevant. Maybe the, these percentages have changed. But we think this is quite a good measurement 
of how we find businesses where we go in. People who are weak at strategy and weak at delivery, these are the laggards. And the vast majority of people, funnily enough, fall into this category. So maybe it's a little bit lower now as people are getting better at delivering digital strategy, but it's still the lion's share falls into the laggards section. People who are very clear about what they want to do, but aren't very good at delivering it, we classify as strategists. And this is the next big, biggest group of people who have good leadership, who understand what they want to do and how they want to achieve it but they don't necessarily have the right skills within the organization and the right executional change factors to, to deliver. And then people who are weak in the strategy thing, so they're not clear about necessarily what they're doing, but they're actually very good at doing it. These tend to be called operators, and this is probably the smallest section of organizations, but there are some who are very good at getting things done, but not clear about why they're doing them. So, the golden section really is the experts and they're the 11%. So still one of the smallest sections of people who are really clear about what they want to do and are set up for success and are able to execute on their change strategy. So Claire, over to you for the poll. Thanks, Damon. Okay. You should now have on your screen. Are you able to balance strategy and execution in your business? So we have a lot of digital projects underway, but don't have a unified vision. Or it could be, we have our strategy agreed, but are yet to deliver on them effectively. Or are you the experts? Yes, we are balancing strategy and execution. Please go ahead and vote now. Yeah, we have a lot of digital projects underway, but we don't have a unified vision. And actually, I would say within Digital Works Group, the strategy section has grown because we do that, that that's definitely the, the the winning vote the the strategy leadership and strategies part of digital works group where i work has grown because of this problem that many people recognize they want to get on with change they know that they've got to do something but they're not clear about how they do it and they're not joined up about the way they're doing it so it's interesting the poll has given that same result because that's where we we find a lot of people. On to the next slide. A digital expert is able to develop a cohesive, well thought out and customer centric digital strategy. We'll talk about customer centric a bit in, in, in a minute. Evolve the right culture and leadership to drive digital evolution. So there's the culture word again and leadership word again. Uh, develop the right structure, processes and resources to successfully execute and be able to measure change effectively. And I think when we talk about measuring change effectively, we're talking about being able to measure how change is progressing within the organization, but also being able to measure the effects of change against our key value drivers and KPIs. So let's get on to the model itself. So if you remember the pyramid of the one thing at the top and then the three green strategic elements underneath that and then the five, um, execution elements beneath that in the blue. This is the one at the top of the pile, clear vision, strategy, objectives, and targets. So I think we've got a, a poll coming up. Do you want to kick that poll off? Sure, Damon, no problem. Very simple one, this one. Does your business have a clear digital vision and strategy? It's a simple yes or no. So please go ahead and vote. I think this, I can see the way this is going. It's not 
completely finished yet, but I can see the vast majority, and this is quite typical of organizations we come into, they don't have a clear digital vision and strategy when we come in. And I suppose that's one of the the value that we can add um, as Digital Works Group is we can help create a digital strategy for the organization relatively quickly. So the clear vision, strategy, objectives and targets. So the vision is about getting the direction of change, the priorities, the ambition, the outcomes and specific KPIs to be used to track. The strategy is about crystal clear direction for the organization. How do we get there? Building incremental detail over time. The objectives are around timelines and goals, short, medium, and long-term, but these have to be planned against key organizational value drivers. And again, these things aren't just financial KPIs. These are things around, about, around brand and galvanizing the organization around the cause and what they stand for, which you know, for, for NGOs and um, for charities, that can be a very important value driver, even more so important than things like cost reduction or profits or revenues. Targets, joint planning, so having overall an overall plan of what you want to achieve at a very high level or an epic uh, level if, you, if, you're, if you're an agile delivery function. But you have that overall view of what you want to deliver with a business plan assigned to it and then agile execution methods delivered by digital and technology. So often Digital Works Group will engage with clients who want to make big technical changes. And many of them have actually ring-fenced the budget to make these changes, but um, haven't properly thought through how the changes will impact their organizational value drivers. So what we always say is the creation of digital strategy that's linked to the organizational strategy is critical before any big delivery commitments are made. Um, because they're a critical step for success. It's not unusual to find people with budgets ready to go with change where they haven't mapped how that change will affect their key value drivers as an organization. So we will always start there. So the next thing is ownership of digital and IT by all of the executive team. Get everyone behind your vision to make it work. Define the role of digital in your business strategy. Collaboration led from the top with consensus agreed and cascaded down the whole organization involving all of the senior management team in that cascade, not just IT or the CIO or the, uh, the IT director or CTO. And again, we find a significant number of clients when we engage with them, believe that digital transformation is the role of IT. And we found that if this mindset is not reversed at the early stages of the transformation, transformation will almost certainly fail. And if it doesn't fail, it won't be anywhere near as effective as it could be. Because digital transformation requires the whole business to change, and therefore the whole executive team need to own it. So there's a poll coming up. I'll just go through the customer experience piece and then I'll launch into that poll. So critical behavior shift. So customer experience led throughout the business. I'll explain a little bit what this means, but it, it's a critical behavior shift to primarily plan from the customer's viewpoint across all channels and areas of your business. This includes data and information, analytics, insight, financials, KPIs, technology and systems, ops, business, automation, HR, products, supply, logistics, and warehousing, 
employee, but also given that we're talking about all channels and areas of your business, messages and brand, they're absolutely critical as well. We, we find that many of the customer experience gaps, in, in a, even in established companies with, with good, robust processes, what we find is that the customer experience gaps are where processes transfer between operational silos. So where something transfers from sales to operations, or say from collections to customer care, or where something moves between a digital channel and a traditional channel, like in retail, it may start online, ends up in store or something of that nature. And this is because these operational silos are so well established within businesses, but the gaps between them aren't. I would say or, or the other big area where you find the customer experience often falls through the gaps is where is between where there's a handover from one system to another system within the organization. So provisioning in a telco business, the, provision, the sales and provisioning systems where they hand over to the billing systems or where a CRM system hands over to the payment system, for instance. We often find processes have gaps, people fall down the cracks. And that is because all of the systems and processes are designed with operational silos in mind. So what we're talking about is mapping each journey that a customer goes on from end to end and designing a great experience for them so that we know where they cross these gaps, where to look out, whether the payment is in jeopardy or that order has failed because it's not got across the system or where accountability gaps between departments are handing over things but not sorting them out properly. You map each journey end to end, you plan great experiences and you build great experiences. There's no surprise, great experiences do not happen by accident. They have to be planned. So with that in mind, Claire, could you kick off poll five? Certainly, Damon, we'll do that right now. So would you say you are a customer experience led organization? Please go ahead and vote now. So yes, we are 100% customer focused and our customers have a seamless joined up experience. Or somewhat, we have started to work on improving our customer experience but have more to do. Or no, this is an area we need to focus a lot more on. Just wait a few more seconds for a few more votes. Well, I think this is quite typical. I mean, the vote is showing that so the majority of the answers are in uh, we've started to work on improving our customer experience or know this is an area we need to focus on a lot more. Glad to see that we have got some very customer focused organisations represented on the call because this is key to successful digital transformation. So the third main strategic area is the right organizational environment and employee experience. So transformation for it to work, you need the right organization and, and transformation needs to feel good to the employees that are impacted by it or who you are engaging on the change journey. So critical to create an, an incredible employee experience as much as it is the customer experience. And then plan change through each stage in terms of target, values, skills, training, structure, size, processes, communication, and cultural behavior shifts. So each of those, each of those areas need a plan change. And then I think a third area is developing the right digital leadership skills 
and the environment for digital transformation to flourish. These are really critical areas. One of our NGO clients had no one representing the digital plan on the senior leadership team. So when we first engaged with them, this was a gap we highlighted um, really early on, saying if we embark upon major transformation, but no one is representing this transformation at the, at the top table and you know, owning some of the delivery and the engagement required and some of the cultural change, so we highlighted and helped a specific role which facilitated the recruitment of a suitable candidate to join a CIO. So uh, that's just one example of something you need to get right before you embark on transformation. Right, so before I go on to the executional element, Sophie, are there any questions that um, have come up? Hi, Damon. Um, yes, we've just had one um, pop up, actually, and this is around fear. I think the fear factor. Um, so the question is, what about fear as the driver to fail to make the change? I would prefer to rephrase that as risk. If you're, It's a good question, actually. It's probably something that I may need to update in my slides because I thought about it this morning and said, where are we talking about that? So I'm not sure fear is the right word, but risk is definitely the right word that if you're tracking your organizational risks if you know a particular competitor or somebody is looking to disrupt your business and you haven't done the necessary changes that you need to do in order to avoid being disrupted so you haven't done the necessary change then the increasing materiality and likelihood of that risk is a legitimate reason to embark on digital transformation. What you need to make sure as an organization is that you're, you're monitoring those risks regularly enough and at a senior enough level within the organization that you don't leave it too late to transform. Because those people that leave it too late to transform, and we know like in the charity sector, for instance, 63% of charities in a recent poll had no digital strategy. So no digital strategy that was linked to their organizational strategy. Those, you know, people in those situations, if you leave it too late to, to manage that risk, then somebody will come and disrupt your business and your organization um, and do it better than you're doing it. They will grow and you will shrink. That is the reality of what we're looking at within digital transformation. So you can, you can call that fear if you like, but I would prefer the use um, managing risk. Damon, we've just got another one that's come in as well. This question is about, could you give an example of what you mean by aligning to organisation value drivers? Yeah, so uh, I think what we find is there are actually very few things that, that actually generate value within organizations. So they're, they're, they're like levers, if you, if, if you like. And, and so KPIs may track value drivers, but they don't always, because often KPIs track the obvious things. But like engagement with cause, if you're an organization, if you're an NGO, a value driver is, is one of the, your key value drivers are how many people are engaged with our cause, for instance. That might be quite a difficult KPI to track. And another element might be, do, um, do our, the general public generally, are they aligned with our brand and what we stand for? Do they understand what it is? Are we likely to be 
considered first uh, for this particular problem or this particular product. If, if that's important to your, your organization delivering value, value doesn't have to be necessarily profit. It, it can be a cause, it can, it can just be better known for the cause that you're trying to spread. So be clear about what those things are. What does your organization stand for? What, what, what means success for our organization? And what are the key levers that, that we can track and, or pull and track to, um, to demonstrate that we are delivering value according to what we stand for? They are the value drivers and your transformation program needs to be aligned to that. So the things that generate biggest value for your organization, they are the things that you need to fo focus on and enable. We had, a, we had a question before the call about how do you identify the what in digital transformation? And I think this question is related. So what do we stand for is where we start for, uh, is where we start. And then that helps us work out what our value drivers are, cause, brand, profit. If you're an insurer, it might be claims rate, you know, things, things that are critical to organizational success. Then you target your customer, employee or stakeholder experience, then you look at where the pain points are, um, what's the cause of the pain points, and then how can we address those pain points and making sure that the, the most important things are addressed first. So that's what we're talking about here. I hope that answers the question. We've got, we've, we've got a couple of other ones um, come in, Damon, but I wonder whether, do you want yeah, to- Yeah, should I push on and then yeah. I'll, take, I'll take those a bit later because we've yeah. got the five, executional elements to go through and I don't want to rush them yeah no that's great we'll, we'll address um, the extra ones as we as we get towards the end um, but thanks these are great questions so we appreciate you posting them so I think on the bottom of the grid the blue executional elements now these these are the we've done the y-axis and now we're doing the x-axis of that of that grid these are the how how well are you set up to actually deliver transformation and the first one on here is probably surprising to some people because it's, it's, it's surprising we find how often we come into organizations and, and discover that this isn't considered a priority. And so it's a long-term technical and data architecture plan. So a clear technical and data uh, plan to enable the vision and strategy, highlight the target capabilities, migration planning and investment, and cover interfaces, applications, middleware, information systems, data and reporting. And I think increasingly, not on this slide, but perhaps should be, how do we support future innovation with the data that we're, we're getting from our digital platforms? Many, particularly smaller organizations, choose not to do this work because they think it's, they're too small to justify employing an architect full-time. So it kind of gets done on the fly by people who are maybe not qualified to do this type of work. But you need to remember these resources can be bought in via consultancies and a number of digital work group clients buy in these services from us when they need them. But it's important to add that even if you're buying in these services when you need them, you do need a BAU owner that makes sure that the technical and data architecture plan is being adhered to. So that's the first executional element. Pulse six is just coming up. 
Is your organisation good at controlling spending for major change? I, I think I'm not sure that whether the question has for major change in, but that's the question we're asking. So yes, our projects are always on time and budget. Somewhat, we occasionally overspend and or deliver projects late. Or no, we frequently overspend and or deliver late. So please go ahead and vote. While, while you're voting, I will sort of go through this a little bit. Making the right levels of investment realistic and planned is really critical for digital transformation to succeed. So budgeting and investing for direct and indirect costs, new skills that you'll need, marketing, technology, operations, uh, testing often gets forgotten um, in these big programs, training, education, expertise and time. So it's interesting, this definitely reflects what we see in the vast majority of organisations. And I think it's due to the fact that people wouldn't embark on transformation if they were honest about what it really cost. Uh, so people prefer to hide what it's going to cost and then uh, kind of get into the throes of transformation and then overspend. But that's not a great situation to be in if that causes the transformation to be pulled um, midway because it's costing too much. So I think it's just be honest about what you're going to do and how much it's going to cost, time and monetary investment of the change, and to be sure that you know that your outcomes are linked to KPIs so you can track them and that they will deliver value for your organization. And if you're in that somewhat, which 71% of our poll said we occasionally overspend or deliver projects late. And I think if you add, add in, no, we frequently overspend and deliver, the vast majority of you occasionally overspend or deliver late or frequently overspend and deliver. If that's you, make sure you don't put your transformation in jeopardy by being too conservative on how much it's going to spend. So just a couple of things I want to say on this um, uh, budget point. Many organisations that we have dealt with, we find that change budget, change budget is often buried away in BAU budgets because people can't make it on the strategic plan, so they bury it in a BAU budget and then spend it in silos. This is a really dangerous thing to do in digital. So we've seen examples in multiple organisations when where, when the digital budgets are actually consolidated, there's, there's surprise expressed at the total, number of total amount of resources available. But when you break down the spend that's, that's buried away in operational budgets, you find quite high levels of duplicated spend. Like one organisation we dealt with wanted the ability to erase fundraising events within particular groups of funders. And another part of the organization wanted to organize events to engage people in advocacy of their cause, like things like rallies or protests or, um, or, or events. If those two requirements were siloed and buried in operational budgets, then you could create two events capabilities where on the digital platform you could just build one and both groups could use it for for their events activity. So that's just an example of where if you bury money within operational budgets to hide it so you can just get on with the projects you like, you often waste a lot of money and time and create a lot of extra complexity for the technology teams to support. 
I better make a move on now because we're running out of time. Um, so a communication plan to bring the vision to life, getting buy-in from everyone, led by all the senior people in the business, creating the right culture and people for successful change, education, why and how, and regular success stories linked to value drivers. These are critical components within the organization. So I'm conscious that this focuses on the executional elements internally. Obviously, there's communication externally, which is, of, which is often critical you know, in terms of brand and messages to, to all stakeholders. But the communication plan needs to let everyone in, who's impacted by the transformation know about it. So in a major telco transformation I was involved in, we made sure that all key messages were delivered jointly by the BAU director and the transformation lead. Why we did this was it forced messages to be owned by the BAU teams. And so they were therefore a lot more cautious about what claims were being made by the transformation teams, uh, about what had been delivered and how effective it was. And by getting the BAU owner to deliver the, the message about the change and what had been delivered and how it was changing their KPIs, carried a lot more credibility and, and helped us keep the transformation and the BAU departments working closer together because the transformation teams needed to get the BAU owner to agree that what had been delivered was successful. So that's just one example of a way in which the communication plan has to be joined up with buy-in from everyone. Going on to the next one, planning and measuring change centrally for the whole business. I mentioned a little bit about this in the budgeting piece, but it is really important within digital that a central change function exists to oversee all of the digital change. And I would argue that that involves awareness of all the BAU change as well. So that person has oversight of the, uh, the program streams. Business strategy is articulated into a top level roadmap covering the whole business. I'm not talking about a stuck kind of waterfall roadmap that everyone gets tied up in a hole, but it's talking about what is the epic that we're talking about? What are, what's this overall picture that we're trying to deliver linked into a business plan for the whole organization linked to value drivers? Setting the pace of change, what's feasible and realistic, tracking the right KPIs to measure success, and then reporting back to share success and momentum. So we recommend digital change is managed centrally, even if you've got lots of different change teams and different streams delivering elements of it. They're delivering tactically and agile ways on a strategic roadmap. Another transformation board that I work with, there was a separate transformation board which was attended every two weeks by the entire C-suite. So that meant that all of the change happening in the digital space was getting top level attention every two weeks. And that was a very effective way of making sure they kept the change on track and everyone was aware of the risks and, and all the key decisions. Another NGO, we highlighted a need for a central change role to coordinate the digital plan because it was being delivered in lots of different places. And that was one of the things we put in place before the transformation took place. So finally, cross-functional working, the right creation practices. So really ensuring that it's customer-led, a hybrid approach to ensure 
you plan in a waterfall way, but you have agile ways of delivering, getting those quick wins in early and getting them communicated out, working practices integrated and transparent through creation and delivery, and a cross-functional collaborative approach between teams and departments. Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. That's what I say is critically important with digital. And sometimes this doesn't actually involve getting new people involved. Sometimes this just means get people that are already working within the organization working slightly differently. So in one organization, we, we implemented a change forum where people had to come and present each of their changes to prevent siloed or, or lower priority work entering the stack during the transformation period. Another example of this is getting all of the traditional and digital communications teams to an external communications forum where they can be clear around all of the messages going out across all the different parts of the organization. Where they don't occur, just setting up these forums where people have to come and say, let's be joined up about this and let's do things in a, in, in a structured and joined up way are quite simple things to implement and can be transformational in themselves. So we've got poll seven coming up. So what are the greatest barriers to your digital uh, transformation? Sorry, Claire, stole the uh, title of the poll there. That's okay, Damon, here we go. So what are the greatest barriers to your digital transformation? You can choose as many as you like here. Um, legacy IT, we don't know where to start. Silos across the business lack of executive sponsorship, too many projects, not enough direction, lack of budget, non-digital culture, and then you've got other, if there's anything else that's not on that list. So interesting to see how this one comes out. Please go ahead and vote. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll share that now. Non-digital culture is the key element. And again, this comes back to leadership. Leadership is such an important part that if the leaders don't get digital, you can't expect people within the business to get digital either. It has to be modeled from the top and cascaded down through the organization. And those people who don't get on board um, with the digital transformation agenda, that you know, there needs to be incentive schemes that encourage people. And I, I have been in one example in an organization where I went, where the CEO literally moved everyone a, a meeting onto a sort of digital platform and said that basically if people didn't turn up with headsets and they would just miss out on the meeting that is a an example of somebody taking a stand and saying if you don't move into this digital space there isn't space for you to participate in this organization you can't underestimate um, cultural leadership like that in terms of turning the big corners so just quickly before we go into questions, driving change and getting going, have a clear understanding of what you want to be and articulate it to the whole business. Change project by project in a joined up plan and a joined up planned way. Build momentum and shout about success and shout about success as early on in the program as you can because it builds momentum. Demonstrate competitive advantage and tangible business benefits by doing this. And that's it, really. That I've got a few minutes left for questions and answers. Over to you, Sophie. 
Yeah, we have a, a couple of really good questions. But just to say, because I know it's only a few minutes before, but if people have to drop off, then thanks very much for joining. Anyway, just getting getting straight into the question. So we've got a question here. It says, given the overwhelming evidence that transformation is difficult and fails, I'm concluding it would be more effective for an organisation to simply build a new business that is designed and born digitally are you digitally native forget transforming the old business what are your thoughts i think there are definite advantages in in doing that but it's not always possible for an organization to do that and organizations that have fairly established in in old models may have emerging digital models and uh, need to manage the change between traditional and new channels they can't just abandon the old so Yes, I mean, it's a a good question. There isn't a right answer. Sometimes it's right to do that. And sometimes it's not possible. Yeah, I've seen both succeed and I've seen both fail. Okay, just moving on. Um, How does DWG go about a persuading leaders at the very top to get on board and embody the mindset and b helping companies come up with an effective strategy quickly? Yeah, so um, that is where we start with the leaders, because if you don't get the leaders on board at the early stages, the, the transformation is almost doomed from, from the start. And actually, the way that we do that is we create a digital strategy with all of the SLT, the senior leadership teams of the business. So when you've got this, all of the senior leadership team or the executive committees of, of the organizations agreed about what it's all about and what it's going to deliver then that's a really good place to start with the strategy so we get a joint vision statement we put together a a planned roadmap which shows how the transformation will be delivered which things will be delivered first and which things will be delivered later and why they um, are delivered in that order which will be a combination of key to value drivers or things that are urgent or things that are failing now which need addressing urgently so we agree that with the senior leadership team we have regular steer codes and we like senior attendance at the steer codes get that buy-in from the top and then what you find is with the leaders galvanized around what you're trying to achieve how much it's going to cost and what it will deliver you'll find that the organizations generally follow Yes, so the digital strategy is a really important part of what we do. Digital strategy aligned with value drivers and organisational strategy. Okay, and just we've got two um, final questions quickly. Traditional business leaders have old school skills and experience that doesn't apply in the digital economy. Surely um, them voting for change is like a turkey voting for Christmas. Yeah, uh, and that is true. But... Guys, leadership is about taking your organization to a place where it needs to go to survive. Leaders that don't recognize that will not survive, and neither will their organizations. I mean, that's essentially what we're talking about today. You know, business is going increasingly digital, and if they don't, they're stuck in old paradigms of brand and advertising uh, components that aren't moving into the digital space then in a few years, they, they won't be there anymore or their businesses will be massively depleted. So it's, it's true what you're saying. That is essentially the leadership challenge that we need to solve within organisations. 
And that is where we start when we engage with organizations is we hold a mirror up to them. We use that plan and we say, how ready are you to succeed? And if all of those categories of executional and strategic are read, we're effectively saying you embark on transformation now, you will fail. And these are the things you need to change in order to succeed. Okay, and then we've just got one final question here. If I look at the digital change elements, they're not much different from normal change programs. Where is digital change different? Well, that again is a really good question. I'm not sure that digital change is that different because effectively many organizations are now entirely digital. They operate in the digital space. And actually, that's one of the things we we are struggling with now is that digital touches so much within an organization that effectively digital change is organizational change. So that is a really good, that's a really good point. There is increasingly becoming, as businesses become more and more digital, and as users become more digitally savvy, there is becoming less and less difference between digital change and transformational change per se. And we are finding that as an organization, um, that we're, we're doing more general transformational change that touches the whole organization rather than a change project, which maybe just deals with marketing or brand or, or that's, our, you know, we're, we're looking at whole organizations now. We're looking at all of the operational processes and we're looking at all the people systems as well. A really good observation, that last question. Okay, and I think I think that's it. I think we've just got one final poll to check what your experience was was like today. But thanks, thanks very much from my perspective for for joining. And we'll send you the on demand recording. And again, just message me if you would like the presentation sent to you as well. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Please do vote in our last poll. Your feedback is really important to us. Thanks very much. Thank you.